Your retirement date is finally here. Yay, congratulations. You're free from the daily grind and it's easy street for you, or is it? On today's show, we're gonna highlight some of the smart money moves to get you through those first five years of retirement. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hello and welcome to Financial Safari with Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. Marty Neville, the author of the book, Retirement Smart America, and he shares uh, what he knows about retirement, what he's learned about retirement. In many ways, he's learned so much over the years by helping so many get into retirement. He shares that information with us on the show every week. But always keep in mind that Marty can share with you more specifically if you take advantage of the openings in his schedule every week on the show to schedule that consultation with Marty Neville. Well, you said it, uh, getting to retirement, big accomplishment. Congratulations, you've saved, you planned. It's time for the fun. And statistics show that the first few years can be, though, surprisingly tense. Fun, but tense. So we're going to dig into some examples uh, that will help you minimize risk, preserve your wealth, preserve your sanity. And that's what Marty has information on. Because again, he's seen over over the years, people enter in retirement, he's talked to them. And, and of course, his clients uh, come in for reviews. So they share their first couple of years experience with you, Marty. And you know um, what they've gone through. One thing I know you would caution is beware of large looming expenses. We talked last week about the go-go years. Uh, you're going, you just have to watch your spending then. Exactly. Yeah. Those, those big expenses, you know, if you're planning on moving, especially and you know, you're buying a house or going to build a house in a warmer climate or someplace else, you know, closer to your kids or grandkids, whatever the case might be, uh, you know, you have to really be careful because you might probably going to refurnish and all these other expenses. So, you know, I've had discussions about, the, about this with many, many people about, you know, anticipating selling their house here and using that money to, to make, you know, to, to build the new place or, or buy the new place wherever you're going to. And it's, it's really important to, to map this out, make sure that you have the strategy in place and you understand, you know, what you're, what you're dealing with and the expenses on both sides. So if you're planning on moving or if you're planning on doing a fixer-up project, uh, you know, those expenses are something that you really need to, to, to keep under control and, and keep it and be aware of them and understand what the expenses are going to be going forward yeah um very much so that uh, that was a good point you made you know you you retire early oh, not early but you when you're first retired you may start looking around the house and so i don't like that <laughs> and that's a project for me and also just traveling and everything else you just need to really be careful with the expenses when you first retire another thing marty um this is really a good idea i think that you have here is to review your life insurance Absolutely. Yeah. Life insurance, you know, because life insurance, as, you, as we all get older, life insurance can get very, very expensive. And depending on what kind of life insurance you have, if you have universal life, if you have whole life, if you have term. So, yes, reviewing that life insurance, making sure that the premiums uh, are, are, are within the affordable range. And, and I've had discussions about this because I deal with a lot of life insurance. Life insurance has a great place because, you you know, depending on the type of life insurance you have, you can generate a nice tax-free income with your life insurance. But also, very importantly, is making sure that those beneficiaries 
beneficiary designations are, are correct and proper, uh, uh, you know, if you've been divorced or uh, if you're widowed and you're remarried or whatever the case might be, making sure that those beneficiary designations are, are properly uh, in place and the way you want them, because I've seen on too many occasions that the beneficiaries are not the people that you actually want to get the money. Uh, you forgot, you know, you got divorced 10 years ago and you forgot to change the beneficiary on your life insurance. Well, guess what? If you pass away mm. and your ex-wife, uh, ex-spouse is on your, uh, as your beneficiary, the ex-spouse is getting that money and, and it's, it's irrefutable. So uh, reviewing the life insurance as far as affordability is concerned, uh, what can it do for you actually? And then making sure that it's properly positioned. I know that you're not a marriage counselor, but um, divorce in retirement, and I don't know if that's a danger zone when, when couples first retire or one first retires, but their life does change. But divorce could, could really, really wreak havoc on your financial life. How do you gently urge them to rethink divorce, or do they even share with you? Do you see troubles, or what are some of your experiences you've had regarding that? Well, you know, I have had people that have, you know, been in situations where they get divorced. It's a very, you know, trying emotional time, psychologically, financially. It's expensive. Uh, divorce attorneys, uh, they're ruthless <laughs> and they're expensive. Uh, so it's it's really important to, you know, yes, you know, if if there's no other option, getting divorced, you know, is is going to be the right thing to do. But you know, at least, uh, you know, and I've had discussions with people privately uh, without their spouse and, you know, and, and had these discussions uh, about how they really feel. So I know how to approach things. Uh, but yes, you know, divorce, you know, can can wreak havoc on, on your 401k, can wreak havoc on your all, overall savings. If you own a home, obviously, uh, if you've been married for some time, I was married for 30 years. And so I've been through it. But, uh, you know, it's, it, everything is marital property, you know, except for inheritances. So if you inherit anything, you know, there's a way to properly position it so it's not considered marital property. So, uh, but definitely, yeah, if you can, if you want to rethink divorce and, and, and go forward from there, that's something that, uh, you know, we can have a discussion about whether together or privately. 888-519-9096, limited, but at no cost, no obligation. 888-519-9096. Now, if you get scammed, that's going to create major stress. And this is not something that just happens to somebody you, you heard, you know, and, and on the news or whatever. This is happening to people you know. Scam are becoming much more savvy you need oh. how do you help your clients how do you warn them to guard against that hey who does who hasn't gotten a phone call from somebody saying your 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 car's warranty is just about oh, to be I know. <laughs> oh i hate those but you know some of them they're so uh, i guess one thing probably you remind them is that there are certain entities that would never call you Right. Yeah. The gas company, the electric company, you know, these are, these are scam. The IRS, I get calls all the time from somebody saying, Hey, we're from the IRS yeah. and, and we're, you know, we're, we're going to you know foreclose on you if you don't, uh, you know, pay up or something. So you, you can't even get them number. on the phone. <laughs> right? Yeah. You better call this number right back. You know, it's interesting, Dave. I just got a phone call from, a, from somebody of a voice on the phone who was asking for my son. Uh, and my, I don't know how he got my phone number, but he was asking for my son, and he said he was from PNC Bank, from the Fraud Investigations Division, 
Well, I know for a fact, because I handle my son's finances, he doesn't have an account with PNC Bank. Right. He doesn't have a credit card with PNC Bank. He's got nothing to do with PNC Bank. And so, you know, I talked to my son about it. My son, you know, said, I'm not going to call the guy. I, I don't have an account there. What would I even know? Why would I bother? Right. But, uh, but yeah, so there are a, a plethora of scams out there that you really have to be aware of. And here's a guy who's just a voice on the phone. I don't know what he wanted. You know, he probably wanted me to identify my son. Oh, yeah, well, I need a social security number to give him a proper identification, right? Of course. <laughs> right. So, but, yeah, so there's a whole, so there's so many scams <sighs> out there. There's phone scams. There's stuff in the mail you get. You know, throw it away. Hang up. Don't pick up the phone if you don't recognize the I'm, number. I'm actually up. getting mad just thinking about it. I mean, yeah. I, it, they infuriate me, these it, people. It, it is maddening because some people actually fall for it. It's sad, but true. You know, I had a client, she had dementia, and she used to get these things in the mail, and she, you know, she would send in checks because she would think it was a bill because she had dementia, and there was nobody, you know, supervising her, unfortunately. She was in her 80s, and she would, you know, pay these, these you know, charities, so these so-called charities that would send her stuff in the mail. Well, once you send a check to one, you get stuff in the mail from them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And this poor woman was spending, oh, you know, that's disgusting. thousands, thousands <clears throat> and thousands of dollars a month she was sending uh, to these different charities. And finally, I, I called her daughter, and, I, and her daughter finally took the checkbook away and said, you know, uh, you know forward all the mail to, to her so that anything that comes just goes right in the garbage can. But... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of scams out there. There's there's a lot of people that you know unfortunately fall fall for them. I, I heard the latest number was three billion dollars in 2021 that were mm. that were scammed away from people. So uh, yeah, be on the be on the lookout. You know, don't don't you know somebody calls you that's just a voice on the phone. You don't know who it is. You don't know where they're calling from. What was the other scam that people call you from Nigeria? And, oh and gosh, yeah. Their, I don't know. I hope nobody falls for that nonsense anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad, but you know, be on the lookout for it. Luckily, on, in most cases, when I get one of those calls, it's uh, it comes up as a spam alert. Yeah, they uh, they're so. good about that now. Uh, at least yeah. I thought there was some measure we could take way back that would stop it. But I've heard well, now the, the, international companies or inter, international entities are able to avoid those regulations. Yeah, well, they they used to have the do not call list, but. People ignored them, and there's really not much you could do about it, unfortunately, yeah. because you know there's bigger fish to fry with the uh, with the state's attorney's office and the attorney general's office, you know, than than you know getting a call when you're on the do not call list. And I don't even know how effective those do not call lists are right, these days, right? Because, like I said, obviously, I get calls all the time. Not that effective, people. obviously. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. You do. You got to be careful. You got to have due diligence, definitely. This early retirement phase is critical. A critical time that Marty wants you to enjoy you worked hard enough for it you got it with the right plan marty helps you enjoy it uh so but that starts with you dealing with the retirement specialist starts with that initial consultation here's that chance to schedule it at no cost no obligation absolutely we sit down at the office we have a nice conversation i gather information we get to know each other a little bit so give me a call my number is 888-519-9096 I'll tell you all about myself. I'll be interested to learn about you, and we'll we'll put together a plan for you, the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan, as well as the Social Security Maximization Report. So I can't do anything until you call, so give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096. I am about two weeks out right now, and everybody I meet with at the office 
gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. So don't hesitate. Now's the time. I, uh, I have very limited space available, and uh, I meet with everybody personally. I don't send any of my associates out to meet with you. You meet directly with me, 888-519-9096. And it's a comprehensive review you can schedule with Marty. It helps you determine just how prepared your investments are to handle the pitfalls of retirement inflation. Factors that in, that's uh, really reared its head, uh, of course, lately. Social Security, it's all about helping you maximize that. Healthcare emergencies, pre- preparation for that, stock market volatility, risk, taxation. And he sets you up with that lifetime income for your retirement. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096 to schedule with Marty. Quick break, more to come. What's up, Marty? Well, you know something, it's, uh, it looks like the, the worst of the pandemic is behind us, uh, and we're moving forward, and hopefully the old retirement rules will be a bit of a revision, so, and, we're, and we're seeing that. So, but when we come back, we're going to look at some of the new rules post-pandemic in your retirement plans. Stay tuned. We're back. It's Financial Safari with Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. Marty Neville, licensed in at least 19 states and right here in Chicagoland, helping many and beyond with their retirement. Marty's the author of the book, Retirement Smart America. And yeah, we've been through over two years now of, of, of the pandemic, and it's changed so much. Uh, has it changed retirement planning? And now that we're looking like hopefully the worst of it's behind us, what could it have changed? Not that time hasn't changed retirement planning anyway, because we've talked about the fact that people live longer. Retirement's different now. The uh, The days of the pension and retiring the gold watch and the pension are practically gone. So already things have changed. The coronavirus uh, threw a big monkey wrench into the old rules for retirement from a volatile market to early retirement. It's time we take that look at the potential new rules for retirement. Let's look at the old rule first, this first one. Make retirement savings your number one priority. Is the new rule or could it be make paying off debt, especially high interest debt, a priority? Absolutely. You know, because it's been two years, you know, we're two years closer to retirement. We're all two years older. So yes, uh, getting rid of that debt, that high interest debt, you know, credit card debt, car loans, if you have one, you know, having a mortgage within reason, I should say, having a mortgage is, is good debt, but getting rid of that other, you know, debt, that, that'll definitely have an impact and a hindrance on your overall retirement savings because you still have to pay it. So while you're still working, if you're still working, uh, now's the time to really focus on getting rid of that debt. You're going to save money too while you're working, but at the same time, make it a, you know, a real concerted effort to, to pay off that debt. Uh, that credit card debt, you know, that student loans that you might have, you know, even even if they're for your kids, uh, get rid of those student loans, get rid of any, you know, auto loans that you might have. So yes, paying off debt, it's important because it's going to have a huge impact on your retirement plan. I'm going to throw myself here a potential old rule, new rule scenario to you, Marty, and you may or may not agree with this. Old rule, your home is a great retirement investment. New rule, your home is not a great retirement plan. Well, uh, yeah, because people, you know, have for how many years have we been taking the equity out of our houses and using that to buy things we don't need? Yeah. Uh, You know, that expensive car or that expensive watch or that, you know, expensive, uh, you know, trip that that 
you know, six week cruise that you're going to take. So your home is a great investment. Having a mortgage is important on it, uh, but it's illiquid in, for the most part. And, you know, it's not a cash cow. So, you know, uh, it's, it's something that, yes, you know, it's good to have the asset. Uh, it's good to have the asset, uh, you know, in your portfolio as far as your total, total assets. Uh, but as far as real estate, you know, real estate, had, especially in 0809, real estate took a big hit, which nobody expected. It was a, it was a surprise to, to everybody uh, how big real estate. So, so really having a home is, is important. Owning your property is important. But it's not, it's not your greatest investment. Uh, it's, not, it's not really part of your overall retirement plan. When I put my plans together for my clients, I'm not incorporating the value of your home. It's important to know the value of your home and how much equity you have in it. But it's not part of your retirement plan. Mm -hmm. It's not part of your income plan whatsoever. So, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to have the asset. But it's, not, uh, it's got nothing to do with having, uh, having it part of your retirement plan or your overall plan. So if someone were to say, I have um, uh, $750,000 in assets, would you, w and they were accounting their home value in that, would that not be, it would make that not accurate? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, the, the home value is, is, you know, part of your overall net worth, you know, minus anything that you owe on it. So, but yeah, it's, it's not, I'm, I don't incorporate that into the planning process right, because right. again, it's not, it's not, it's not generating and unless you're renting out room in your house, or <laughs> right. you, you're using it it's as not an, an income stream. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not part of the, uh, it's uh, not one of your sources of income again, unless, cause I do have some clients, they, they do have an Airbnb oh, situation. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, most don't. Uh, but if you do, you know, that's another part of you. It's another source of income for you. Looking at old rules, new rules and how the times and, uh, you know, generational changes and even yes, COVID-19 have, uh, have changed the retirement universe. 888-519-9096 to get with Marty. Marty keeps up with this. He keeps up with legislation out of Washington that could change with the uh, retirement planning. He keeps up with each of his clients and their life changes that could, could change it. And that's why he has reviews with his clients too. How do you get set up with Marty for retirement uh, planning? 888-519-9096. Here's another one. Old rule. You'll only need between 70% and 80% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. New rule, and we've talked about this, Marty, you may need to replace 100% of your pre-retirement income. Well, it's, it's possible. You know, it depends on what you're going to do once you retire. Are you going to wait till you retire to do those projects around the house, that renovation project? Then obviously, yeah, you're going to be spending a lot of money, you know, uh, uh, renovating your house or doing up, you know, major upgrades if you're going to buy a new car in retirement. Uh, if you're going, you know, and so, so yes, it could be that you may need, uh, you know, to replace your entire, you know, working income in retirement. Now, in most cases, you know, I use about 75% of your pre-retirement income for retirement uh, needs, because generally, you know, your, your, your expenses uh, are lower in retirement. You don't, have, you know, you probably, if you have kids, you don't have those expenses with kids and you don't, you might have expenses with grandkids, but you don't have expenses with the kids. But um, it depends on what your overall plan is. If you're going to, you know, start an expensive hobby, uh, yes, you might need more money. 
you know, if you're going to do that major renovation, if you're going to, you know, in retirement, that's, that's a, a big undertaking. So if you're going to replace the roof and replace the furnace and replace the hot water heater and, and, and the, redo the bathrooms in the kitchen, you know, you're looking at some major, major expenses. So yes, you may need that, that extra income, at least initially in retirement, but for all intents and purposes, generally speaking, I still use the old 75% uh, rule because that usually is sufficient to meet the needs uh, of your general expenses. But you know, there's other things that you may be doing which may push that up. So uh, it's something, again, that's something we would talk about in the initial consultation. Yeah, I would throw another one at you, get your take on it. Old rule, retirees should greatly reduce their exposure to stocks. New rule, retirees should not shun stocks, I guess, totally. No, I, I disagree with that. I think that, you know, especially with all the volatility we've experienced in the past several months, uh, yes, uh, having having those stocks, having those mutual funds, seeing your account, you know, decre decrease by the past, you know, 20, 25, 30% in the past several months. Yeah, we've had some ups and downs, but uh, we've had more downs than up recently. And who knows how much longer it's gonna continue. Uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with what's going on in Washington and, and the current administration. You know, again, I, I try to avoid politics on the show, but uh, politics have a lot to do with it. And, and, the, and the current administration is doing a lot to, to, to make things harder. I mean, just look at the inflation. Inflation's 9% now. Uh, you've got, you know, the price of gasoline at five and five and a quarter, five fifty a gallon. Some places it's higher. So you're in your you're, all your expenses are higher. Uh, you know, having having volatility in the stock market is not going to help matters. So, yes, I still, you know, look at the old rule and, you know, you should have more money in safe money, at, depending on your age. If you're 65 years old, you should have 65 percent of your money in safe money strategies, not the other way around, because, you know, how much are you willing to lose is usually the question I'm going to ask. And the, the answer is going to be always, and I haven't had anybody say, well, I'm willing to lose this. Every, <laughs> nobody wants to lose anything, especially in retirement. So, uh, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't agree with that new rule okay. Not, at all. Yeah, I, I know you're all about erring on the side of safety with a balanced approach. Now, here's one. We've got a minute here, but I want to get your take on this. Old rules save at least 10% of your income for retirement. New rule aim to save 15% of your income for retirement. That's a good rule. That's a good rule. I mean, I always taught my kids, you know, pay yourself first, take 10% out of whatever income that you have. You know, when, when they had a job, my youngest daughter, she were, my both of my daughters actually used to work at Lush. And, you know, I used to tell them, you know, paycheck, take 10%, just put it on the side and forget about it. But yeah, 15%. I have a lot of clients that are taking, putting a lot more into their 401k, especially as we get older and all your major, you know, kids expenses. If you have kids, all those expenses are gone. Uh, now it's, you know, you're making the most amount of money you've made in your whole career. Now's the time where you could really pack it away and save. And don't forget, you could put, uh, if you're over 50, you could put $27,000 in your 401k. So that's really, you know, a huge amount of money that you could save every year, depending on how many more years you're going to work. So, uh, yeah, if you could put away 15 or more percent out of your income into retirement, absolutely. I agree with that completely. The more money you have in retirement, 
the happier you'll be. Absolutely. Yeah, that that absolutely makes sense. Well, you know, it's retirement of today. We say that a lot here, and that's where Marty is, of course. Uh, he's he's retiring you with the necessary strategies for where we are now, and certainly that can be up for review, should be, and is with his clients up for review with necessary adjustments from time to time based on changes in your life or in the economy or with, yeah, legislation from Washington. Here's your chance to get the ball rolling on it. Get set up with Marty at no cost, no obligation. Absolutely. I, you know, I do this at no cost, uh, no obligation for all my clients, everybody I sit down with. I love doing it. I've been doing it for, it's going on 30 years now. And uh, I see a lot of smiling faces and and relieve a lot of tension. So give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096. We'll set up a time to meet in one of my local offices. I have offices throughout the entire area and we'll, we'll get together. There's no cost or obligation once again. And I, I love doing this. We'll get to know each other a little bit. We'll, I'll gather the information I need. We'll put together these plans for you, the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan, in addition to the Social Security Maximization Report. Everything is custom-tailored to you and your specific needs, wants, goals, and desires. It's got nothing to do with me or your kids or your family or anybody else. It's all about you. So I can't do anything until you call. You'll hear my voice on the recording when you do call, 888 888- Five one nine nine zero nine six. Just leave me a message, your name and phone number, and I will call you back this morning, and we'll set up a time to meet. And it's an excellent chance to get that true practical financial review. And Marty offers it limited uh, based on his schedule, but he opens it on his schedule on the show every week to make these available at no cost, no obligation. Comprehensive reviews, giving you a handle on where you are now and where you need to go, what strategies need to be put in place in a custom fashion for you to get you to retirement. And then, of course, through retirement, 888-519-9096. Again, 888-519-9096. Quick break, weather, traffic, we check. Back with more Financial Safari. What are we into, Marty? Well, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a whole lot of reasons why some spouses don't retire at the same time. One thing is certain, though, it requires a lot of planning and coordination. And after the break, when we come back, we're going to, we're going to talk about when one spouse retires, what's going to happen next. So stay tuned. We're back with Financial Safari and Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. Marty Neville is the author of the book, uh, Retirement Smart America, which you get a copy of that book when you schedule that comprehensive review. Sit down with Marty and talk about your retirement. It's kind of a fun thing to talk about because you're getting ready to enter that phase of your life uh, that actually could be considered the longest vacation of your life if you're <laughs> if you're properly planned. You and your spouse, that's what we're looking at now. Uh, we're looking, we're going to devote another segment to spousal strategies. And when only one member of a married couple retires, planning and preparation are still necessary. Uh, couples often, though, underestimate the social, psychological, and financial impact of having a spouse retire. So here's how married couples can prepare. Marty's put together some great things to consider. Uh, you're going to need a new budget if one spouse retires more than likely, won't you? Absolutely. Yeah, because when one spouse works, assuming both spouses are working and one retires, yeah, you're going to need to kind of look at uh, the, the expenses and the income and how that's going to how that's going to float by, and making sure that the, the the income from the one spouse that continues to work is going to be enough uh, to to handle 
the all the expenses and some spending money for the retired spouse. Yeah. So yes, uh, having a new budget, having a new a new plan in place uh, might be appropriate to, to start that. So uh, when they when that happens, Marty and I know when a couple retires together, they're they're on the go. Both of them are in go go years. Right. H- how does it work when one retires? I mean, should you still try to at least at the very first part of it celebrate, take a trip together or something? Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. You know, have a little celebration. One retired, and the other's going to still work for a little while longer. And that happens all the time. I mean, I I, I deal with that quite a bit with clients that decide, uh, you know, the, the one spouse is going to retire and the other one's going to work, you know, for two or three more years. You know, but you, but having you know having a game plan. You know, what's what's the retired spouse going to do every day all day long? Are you know, going to start gardening and start golfing, taking up a hobby? So there's there's you know having having a discussion about that is really important uh, to to understand what you know you're going to be doing to avoid that boredom feature that's going to kick in eventually. So uh, yeah, it's if especially if the one spouse that's that's going to continue to work is going to work for a few more years. Uh, having having some kind of a game plan in place is going to be really crucial and have a discussion about that. And that's one of the things I deal with, you know, and I help people uh, when we sit down and have a discussion, you know, understand when you retire and the other one's going to continue working, what are you, what's going to keep you busy all day long? Yeah, well, I mean, it's an adjustment. It really is for both parties in this. And for the one who is still working, wouldn't hurt to come home to a nice, nice uh, cooked meal every now and then, and because you got to kind of adjust your personal routines. Right, it's it's a it's an adjustment on the relationship for sure. Because you know you've both been getting up in the morning and going to work. You know you might have raised your kids. You know and 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 done all that too. But in the meantime, you're both working. Now one's going to stay home. Uh, so the you know some it could have an impact on the relationship. So again, it's all a matter of communication, keeping those lines of communication open, and making sure that uh, what you know what the spouse who's going to be home all day, uh, or the the retired spouse is going to do all day, um, you know, is going to have an impact on the relationship. Are you going to you know are you going to have a, a hot meal uh, for your spouse when he comes or he or she comes home from work? So it's it's something that you re- again it's all a matter of communication keeping those lines of communication open making sure it doesn't have a negative impact on the relationship um because it's it's going to it's going to be a transition there is a huge transition and you may not realize it now but you're going to see that it's a big transition for you uh especially when one doesn't and one continues to work we've looked at the uh non-financial part of when one spouse retires and the other continues to work and now we'll look at some financial uh considerations too in the overall retirement discussion of spousal strategies um we do this from time to time marty covers this because he deals with a lot of couples together and possibly majority couples together in their retirement planning uh he certainly would love to talk to you so much so that he opens up his schedule every week to make uh, comprehensive initial reviews available at no cost, no obligation. They can be scheduled with a call to 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. Now to the financial nitty gritty. Got to get into the uh, social security decisions here. <laughs> yeah, well, again, there's a strategy and that's where the social security maximization report comes in handy. Because uh, there is a strategy. When do you take your Social Security? Will you need to take your Social Security for the retired spouse? Uh, how old is the retired spouse when, when he or she retires? So that's going to all come into play. 
uh, and, and have an important factor when, when dealing with one spouse retiring and Social Security issues. So, uh, they, you know, the income might be good to offset the loss of that income. So you, you may consider that. But again, it all depends on what age you retire, uh, the one spouse retires, and how that's all going to play into it. So if you wait to if you wait till your full retirement age, which is 66 in a number of months or 67, uh, that could have you know that that could have an impact. So and again, that's where me putting together the Social Security maximization report is going to be all that much more important for the overall planning as far as when one retires and the other is still working. A lot to consider. How about health insurance? And I guess it depends on the age of the retiring spouse and then the one still working for that matter. And and if they have good health insurance where they work. Right. Well, you know, if you're under 65, obviously health insurance is going to be an issue. Uh, So if if the one spouse that retires uh, is under 65 and can be covered by the working spouse's health insurance at work, that's, you know, fantastic. But once you turn, once you both either or turn 65, obviously Medicare is going to kick in that you're going to want a Medicare supplement and you want to buy Medicare Part B. So sometimes the health insurance for the working spouse covering the retired spouse gets confusing here. So sometimes that health insurance becomes the supplement when the retired spouse turns 65. So sometimes the working spouse, even though the working spouse turns 65, depending on the situation, they may not have to apply for Medicare until such time as they retire. So that's something that's also a consideration is what, what, at what age are you planning on retiring and uh, is health insurance going to be an, a factor that you need to, to deal with as far as if you're under 65 and not Medi- Medicare eligible yet? Yeah, you know, an, another thing too, and especially if they already have the planning process underway with you is it'd be a good time to review the portfolio and, and assess that risk that's in there. Yeah, that is a good time uh, when you're when one spouse retires or even if when both spouses retire, even beforehand, it's, it's good to have that plan in place. Yeah. But if you haven't done that, yes, let's take a look at the portfolio. Uh, you, it might be time to take that 401k you've been packing away and, and saving and put that into a safe money strategy to protect it. Make sure that it's not... Uh, not in, in, in a volatility uh, situation, a volatile situation, and and look at you know where you know where the income is going to be coming from, when you're going to start that income from those from that portfolio and that uh, 401k that you've been saving. So it's it's always good to have a to do a review, and I do that annually with my clients. I do an annual review with all my clients. At least have a discussion. I may not be able to meet with everybody every year, uh, but at least I have a discussion with everybody at least once a year to go over their portfolio, have a discussion, you know, what's happened in your life? Are there any things that I should, anything that I should be aware of? Um, you know, health risks, health issues, you know, uh, have you had any, have you, you know, been in the market? Have you suffered any losses? What's the stat, what's the status? And to look at it and, and make, may possibly, probably make some changes to make sure that your money's protected and that you can count on it being there the rest of your life. And we have about a minute here, but if one uh, party spouse, one spouse retires uh, and the other still working, different tax bracket situation, is that a good time to look at Roth conversion? Yes and no. It depends. You know, there's a lot of variables that go into that because there might be different sources of income, even though the one spouse retired, you still have the other spouse's income and you might have other sources of income too. You might have that social security coming in. 
So it, it's it's worth having a discussion to see if it's appropriate if you're interested in doing Roth conversions. Uh, but it's 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 something that we have to have a discussion about to make sure we don't put you into a higher tax bracket mm -hmm. oh, yeah. necessarily because you know there's no point in doing that. Why you know yes your tax liability might go down because you're losing that one income. Uh, so why bring it back up or why you know put yourself in a position where you're going to pay more. Uh, than is required to. Uh, so, so yes, it's it's worth looking into and possibly considering that, uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it may not be appropriate. But again, it's all worth having that conversation about and keeping the dialogue open and, and look at the pros and the, and the cons of doing one or the other. Just one uh, situation here with the spouse retiring, one still working. There are many situations and scenarios Marty works with. Whatever yours is, if you're near retirement, it's a great time to take advantage of the opportunity to sit down with Marty at no cost, no obligation. Absolutely. Give me a call, 888-519-9096. I deal with all of these issues on a regular basis. I deal with, uh, you know, second marriage people, you know, people that have been married the second time. So we're dealing with, you know, estate planning issues like that. We're dealing with spouses that one that you've been working for years and years and now one retires and the other still working. I have a situation where one one the uh, one spouse is a doctor and and the other one retired and stays home and takes care of the house and gardens and this and that. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration, but I do it every single day. So give me a call so we can talk about your specific situation and how best to approach it. 888-519-9096. Again, it is a comprehensive review, and Marty's going to cover not only your unique financial situation, but your unique-to-you life situation in approaching retirement because it's a custom approach that he takes to your retirement, your retirement planning. That's, what's, that's what happens with this comprehensive review. Marty's schedule is open. He opens it up with some a few slots each week on this show to make it available to you at no cost, no obligation, 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. Looking at Social Security maximization, he'll run that report, talking about what will be utilized to build in that income in your retirement, good tax strategies going forward, good proactive tax strategies for you, and so much more. That's what makes it comprehensive. That's what makes it with Marty Holistic Retirement Planning, 888-519-9096. And you got a copy of his book, Retirement Smart America, when you come in. Again, 888-519-9096. Wow, another show has flown by, Marty, but there's one more thing we have to do. Well, just like every week, as you know, Dave, we, we get lots and lots of questions from listeners. So when we come back after the break, we're going to answer as many of them as we can. Stay tuned. We're back. It's Financial Safari and Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions, the man who looks at retirement in so many ways because he knows that he has to. When he gets with clients, he has to remind them of everything and just to make sure they're aware of what's available to them in their retirement planning process. Marty heads up Smart Money Solutions, helping so many in Chicagoland and beyond, and is author of the Amazon bestseller, Retirement Smart America. And I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins, the one who fortunately gets to ask the questions and Marty has to answer them. So it's questions from the listeners now and one from Barrington tops it off. Here's the question. I hear you talking about 
guaranteed income in retirement, lifetime? Uh, how do you do that? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we, we use uh, several different methods, uh, just like Social Security is a guaranteed lifetime income stream because that's, that's an entitlement. Uh, we use, we'll take, for example, we'll take your 401k and we'll put it into a, a nice uh, fixed indexed annuity product let it grow until such time as you're ready to turn on that income. And then the, the annuity that I use has a guaranteed lifetime income feature where it'll turn on a, an income stream that's guaranteed for life uh, where you can't run out of money. So, uh, for example, you know, you put a, a few hundred thousand dollars in the annuity and you can generate, say, a thousand dollars a month for life. And it's also uh, a lot of them are, are indexed for inflation. So as the like, for example, they're an indexed annuity. So if the indexes do well, the account balance goes up and so does your income. So once your income goes up, now you're locked into that new income. So that's how we guarantee your uh, put together a guaranteed lifetime income program for you. So this way you have you know what to expect. You know that you're going to have that income for the rest of your life. And it's all part of the uh, entire big package that we put together for you. I'm glad they asked that question because, you know, it's like sometimes we forget because, you know, we, we both talk about, I ask you about income and all that, but just to explain sometimes how, how you do it, you know, well, what tools you know, you're said, using. It, it, once you retire, once you're that W-2 paycheck, it's all about setting up an income stream for right, yourself. Right, exactly. So now it's up yeah. to you. You have to do your own personal pension plan. Yep. And this is part of it. And this is what I specialize in is, is putting together a guaranteed lifetime income stream uh, so you so you know that you're going to have that income in, a, in addition to Social Security, in addition to a possible pension that you have, in addition to any other sources of income, you know that that income is going to be there for you the rest of your life. What makes it better than a pension, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that you a pension dies with you, but this lives on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, so if you're married and you're, you know, want to have this, the, the income continue for your spouse, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. Uh, so the income continues. It covers both spouses. And if there's anything left upon the death of the second spouse, the beneficiary designation kicks in and, and the balance of the account goes to your beneficiaries. Very good. Thanks for the so question. There's never a loss. The company doesn't keep your money. There's never a loss of funds. It, 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 you get to use it the rest of your life. And then when you're done using it, uh, upon your death, it goes to your beneficiaries. Marty will certainly talk to you more about this. Um, it's something that you know we all need to have in our retirement in, in multiple streams. We've got that one guarantee with Social Security and building in another to replace that pension so many don't have now. 888-519-9096 from Marty. 888-519-9096 from Roselle. I'm 51 and my wife is 52 and we don't have a retirement plan. Now that our son is through college, we're thinking about our financial future. We don't have a retirement plan, but we do have three life insurance policies with total cash value, approximately 160000 Should we remove some or all of that cash and invest in a Roth IRA? How should we begin saving for retirement? You have to remember, you're over 50, so you can only put in a maximum of $7,000 per year into a Roth that's qualifying Otherwise, it's going to come back. It's going to be kicked back by the uh, Internal Revenue Service as a non-qualified contribution. So you can so that hundred and sixty thousand you have in cash, uh, you can take that out tax-free and use it for whatever purpose you want to. Uh, so that's worth having a discussion about. What do you do with that life insurance? Do you need the life insurance? Uh, 
Uh, you're only 51 and 52 respectively. So, uh, you know, now that your son is done with college, like you said in the question, like you, now that that's over with, you're right. It's time to really think about yourself and prepare yourself for the future and your retirement uh, in depending on when you're planning on retiring. So again, you're young, you're generally younger than what I accept as a, as a client. I usually look at, you know, work with people 55 and over, uh, but we can, we can have a discussion. There's, you know, nothing prohibiting us from sitting down and having a conversation and, and me giving you my opinion and advice. I do that all the time. So uh, that would be, you know, something uh, and as far as saving for retirement. Well, if you're both working, you know, maximize your contributions to that 401k at work if you have one. That's my that's my strongest advice is put away as much money as you possibly can, mm -hmm. especially now that those college bills are all, all over with. Uh, put away Hopefully. as much money as you possibly can for the rest of your working career because the more money you have in retirement, the happier you'll be, and, and it'll be a, a good retirement if you save quite a bit of money in the next few years. They've got some time, right? They've got good time, don't they, at 51 and 52? Yeah, they have plenty of time, so... <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they have plenty of time to, to really really buckle down and, and really focus on saving for themselves and putting together a plan. They should, you know, we should set, set up a time to meet. It might be a little premature at, at that age, 51 to 52, to put together a plan because I'm assuming they're probably going to work for at least the next 10 or 15 years, uh, and a lot could change in that 10 or 15-year period. But it, it, at least we could have a sit down and have a conversation. So give me a call so we can we can set that up. Yeah, even if you're not quite in the financial red zone, you're certainly in the pre-financial red zone. Yeah. Uh, We're yeah. having a good conversation about it. Absolutely. 888-519-9096 to reach Marty. From Okina, I've been receiving survivor's benefits for the past three years. I still work, so some of the benefits have been withheld. I'm going to be 66 next month. Is my full retirement age... 66 since I'm receiving survivor benefits, or is it 66 in two months? Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on what year you were born, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was uh, all related to what year yeah, you were born. So it's, it's definitely a, all ref, a factor related to the year you were born. I was born in 56, so my, my full retirement age is 66 in four months. Mine's 67. So, I was born after 1960. Right. So your full retirement, anybody born 1960 or after their full retirement age is 67. Uh, in my case, us baby boomers, you know, it's 66 in two months, 66 in four months, 66 in six months. So depending on what year you were born, uh, yes, it, that's what it, that's that's your full retirement age, your FRA. So uh, in your case, you know, 66 in so many months, I'd have to know what year you were born to make that to tell you exactly what uh, what you know, how many months. 66 and how many months but it's coming up i mean, Let's see, I mean she said i could actually coming do up i'll be 66 this month as a matter of fact in a couple of weeks so uh you know my full retirement age is 66 in four months so whatever you, whatever year you were born it's coming up soon i'm sure well she was definitely born in 1956 she was born i'll tell you marty she was born in uh july of 1956 because she said she'd be 66 next month Okay, so there you go. So it's going to be uh, 66 and four months is her, is her full retirement age. Okay, very good. Thank you, in Mokina. Uh, in Warrenville, 
My husband wants to get uh, uh, we got well, we got a minute here for Warrenville. My husband wants to get a hundred thousand home equity line of credit at four point five percent interest and use the cash to max out both of our four hundred one k contributions over the next three years. He said we can earn more than four point five percent in the four hundred one k, and we can also deduct the interest from the loan on our taxes. I don't feel good about this idea. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I don't feel good about that at all. Going into debt to maximize your Ooh. contribution to your 401k. First of all, 401k wow. contributions are payroll deduction. So uh, you, can, you can't take an outside source and add it to your 401k right, right. as a contribution. It's a payroll deduction. IRA payment. maybe, but not 401k. You can fund an IRA and the maximum would be $7,000 you could put into an IRA. I, I I agree with you. Uh, don't let your husband take a, use the home equity line of credit, you know, to fix the house up or, or give you a new kitchen or, uh, you know, update the bathrooms, whatever the case might be. But but to, to invest the money, that's probably the worst idea. And and, and if, you know, if you ever have a financial advisor that advises you to do that. <laughs> Run, don't walk, <laughs> run to the exit, because uh, that's, that's not the way to go. I would definitely use the home equity line for a different source, especially at 4.5% interest, which is actually pretty high, so, you know, sadly enough, but uh, I would definitely not go that direction. You definitely want to consider, uh, you know, making the contributions to your 401k through your pay, maximize those through your payroll. I mean, it's, it's a simple process. You just talk to your HR department. Mm -hmm. And they will, you know, they'll put as much money as you tell them to put into your 401k up to $27,000, which is the maximum if you're over 50. So, but yes, going the other yeah, direction. Yeah, please. Wow. Please, yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully you can knock some sense in. <laughs> really? And thank you for asking first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, come on in and talk to Marty. Anybody listening now, something Marty says, and surely there was probably several things he said resonating with you. Set up the consultation. He makes it available on this show at no cost, no obligation. Absolutely. Every single week. I, I have so, so many spots open that I can meet with people. And I love it. So, and I, and I, again, I'm, I'm still two weeks out. So I do have cancellations from time to time. So give me a call and we'll talk about what's convenient for you. 888-519-9096 is my number. That's the right number to call. You'll hear my friendly voice on the recording. When you do call, leave a message, leave your name and number. And I will call you back sometime this morning and we'll set up a time that's convenient to meet and we'll go over your specific situation and discuss your concerns and, 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 put together a great plan that you're going to love. So give me a call. Again, my number is 888-519-9096. It's a great opportunity. It really is. Take advantage of it. Marty opens his schedule to offer it. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096. That was fun, Marty. As always, great information you get out to. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it, Dave. You have a great rest of the weekend. You too, Marty, and uh, we'll see you next week right here. Hopefully you will join us here for Financial Safari. Coach P Radio. 
Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.